The book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, if you'll look there with me this morning, we just want to talk about thankfulness and how that the Lord can help us to be thankful in every season of our life. Because we know that we have times when things are high and good and we're, you know, everything just seems to be going good. And then we have times when we go through uh, seasons of trouble or uh, sickness or whatever. Uh, it's not always good and it's not always bad. But whatever the season, because we are children of the Lord, we can be thankful. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I believe God's word admonishes us in many, many places to be, to be thankful. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 7. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, and a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil, olive, and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hath built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Actually, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, 7, 8, 9, all of these chapters are all a, uh, a message of warning that was given to uh, the children of Israel as they are now camped again on the border, Kadesh Barnea, getting ready to go into the promised land. And uh, uh, this is the second time that they have been there. Actually, the word Deuteronomy means second law. It wasn't a different law or another law, but it was the same law of God given to a second generation. The first generation died in the wilderness. You remember that they, because of their unbelief, their lack of faith, that they were not able to enter into the promised land. They turned and went back into the wilderness. And for the next 40 years, they, they wandered around in the wilderness and they died in the wilderness. And now this is the second generation. This is the children of those who have now come back to uh, the same place, the same border to be able to enter in to the promised land. 
But chapters 6 through 9 of Deuteronomy are words of counsel and warning to all of that young generation. And the warning is simply this. You're going to go into a land of blessing. You're going to go into a place where it's going to be good. You're going to live in houses you didn't build. You're going to partake of vineyards that you didn't plant. You're going to have all the advantages and the blessing of God when you enter into this promised land. Uh, but um, uh, the, the warning is, don't forget God. Don't forget where the blessing came from. Don't neglect to give praise to God and to honor God for what um, he has done. So that's, that's the warning to that generation. You know, the human heart, the Bible says that the human heart is, is deceitful above all things. And it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? Or I guess a more modern way to, to phrase that would be, who can understand the human heart? Because here is the human, here's the, how the human heart reacts. Whenever things are going good, we, we forget about the blessing of the Lord. We forget about the fact that we need God. But when we are going through tough times, difficulties, challenges, in seasons of trials and sorrow and trouble, we're driven to God. We turn to God. We pray more. We, we seek the Lord more fervently in our times of trial. That's, that's uh, the human heart. That whenever we are doing well and we have no problems and everything is just seems to go well, then we neglect the Lord. We neglect to honor the Lord and to praise uh, the Lord. Uh, but um, as the song says, in the good times, praise his name. But in the bad times, do the same. Amen. No matter if it's good or bad, that uh, he's worthy of our praise. Amen. In all seasons, in all times, no matter what you're up against here today, you are to give praise unto the Lord. And I think that that's one of the issues that the United States of America has faced over recent years. We've had things so good in America. And you may think, well, it's not all that great, especially in light of maybe some of the the problems of our nation right now and the economy and some of the things. But, but in actuality, it's good. These are, this is a good place to be in the United States of America. We're blessed to live in this country, even with all of its problems and, and all of the issues. We still live in the greatest land and the most blessed nation in all of the world. Amen. The poverty line, is, they say, is about 11,000 a year. If you make 11,000 or less, they consider that to be uh, the poverty line in the United States of America. Do you know that 86% of the rest of the world lives below that poverty line? 86% of the rest of the world lives in that state. Uh, and our country is so good and so blessed and and uh, uh, but the downside of all of the goodness that has come to us is that for some reason 
much of the nation feels like we deserve it. Feels like that we have done something to, to merit all of this goodness. Or that this goodness has come because of us. Or of, of some reason that we, we, we merit uh, or deserve all of this, all the good things. That's not true at all. We are not deserving of goodness. We in this nation are the recipients of the goodness of God, not because we deserve it, just because of the grace of God that has been upon this nation. And all of us here today, we, we pretty much live in the goodness of God, don't we? We have so much in our life, so many, and we're rich in so many ways. But the downside of that is, is how the human heart reacts to goodness. The way we react to, to goodness is we, we neglect to praise God. We neglect to give honor unto the Lord. To give Him the glory. To give Him the honor for all of the goodness that is our way. But God can help us to know how to be thankful no matter what the season even in good times, even in tough times. I'm reminded of Corey Tinboom, who went through such tragic things in her life, went through so much. But when you, when you read the quotes of Corey Tinboom, it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring. She went through so much, but somehow her faith was strong. She came through it with such confidence in God. And even through her trials, she was grateful for the help of the Lord. Amen. Uh, and many others, I was th also thinking of Elizabeth Elliot, who lost her husband in, uh, on the mission field, was martyred on the mission field. She went right back to the same uh, Indians and ministered to them. And her life was an inspiration to so many people because she was grateful and she was thankful no matter what she went through. Even the bad times. We have the tendency when things are not going so good that we blame God and we get down and out and we, we, we want to look for someone to blame or some, uh, something. And we react in the wrong way. But really, no matter what you're going through today... <coughs> You should be able to praise God. Amen. And be thankful uh, to the Lord. So the Lord can help us to, uh, to, um, uh, to develop a heart of thanksgiving. Amen. To develop a heart of, of, of gratefulness unto the Lord. That was the warning in our text. When you've eaten and you're full, then thou shalt bless the Lord. Amen. You look at all the blessings in your life, all the blessings of the Lord. You may not have the finest of homes or the finest of possessions, uh, but you are so blessed of the Lord. We are all so blessed of the Lord. Your family, your, uh, all the wonderful ways that God blesses your life. And so would you look at that, the goodness of God and, and develop a heart of Thanksgiving, when you are full, bless the Lord. Give him praise. Amen. First Thessalonians 5 and 18. Familiar verses to us, but this 
message this morning is just a reminder to us to be thankful at all times. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. No matter what you face is what that text is saying there. No matter what season of life that you are in, give thanks. That's God's will, to be grateful, to give praise unto the Lord and to develop a thankful heart. Amen. Have you ever been around situations where people did not express their thankfulness? It leaves kind of a bad feeling, doesn't it? It leaves you feeling, um, I don't know, uh, you just feel kind of awkward uh, when uh, if you open the door for people at the restaurant and they just walk through and don't even say thank you, you just, you're just th- it leaves you with a bad feeling because that that isn't, that isn't honored or recognized that you were trying to do. I remember some years ago, actually a lot of years ago, probably 25 years ago, there was a preacher that I, I knew was having a tough time and uh, didn't have a lot of meetings. And so I decided, Marsha and I decided, well, let's see what we can do. Let's, so we, we put together a little, uh, as Brother Huff used to say, uh, little monies. We put some monies together and... Uh, we put it in a, uh, a Christmas card and we, we gave it to this preacher. And he never said a thing. He never said thank you. He never, and it just left me feeling so awkward that uh, you would try to help and sacrifice and be a blessing to someone. And uh, uh, God help us to develop a heart of gratitude. Amen. And uh, folks do for us all the time. I mean, we have so many kind things done uh, for us. And uh, my wife is just writing these little cards, these little thank you cards, and, and uh, sending them to them to, to, to express appreciation uh, for, for what different ones uh, have done. And I tell you, a heart of gratitude is something that needs to be developed in all of our lives. Amen. Praise God. You know, uh, not only do we need to develop that heart of thanksgiving unto the Lord to be thankful, uh, really whenever you, you, you show a gratefulness to people, you honor them. You honor them for what they have done uh, for, for you. But I, I believe right here in this text, it gives us a little insight into some ways to develop this heart of gratefulness. Verse 11, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Let me give you just a couple little suggestions this morning on how you can develop a grateful heart. For one thing, stay in the word of God. Stay in the word of the Lord. You'll forget the goodness of God if you are not a person who spends some time on a regular basis in the word of the Lord. Read it, pay attention to it, take advantage of the, of the word of the, of, of the Lord. And, you know, and, and develop that kind of an attitude because a lot of times folks look at the, the commandments and the laws and the statutes of the Lord as something that is restricting you or keeping you from, from things. But in reality, uh, the word of the Lord... Uh, all of these statutes and commandments of the Lord are for your good. They're for your good. 
there for your divine protection. God establishes his commandments, his laws uh, in your life for that very purpose. And we develop a heart of gratitude whenever we fill up our mind and our heart with the word of the Lord. So stay in the word of God and you'll, it'll help you to develop a heart of gratitude. Spurgeon said, the first fresh hour of every morning should be dedicated to the Lord whose mercies gladden it with golden light. That was Spurgeon, <laughs> his flowery tongue. But he was right. If you give the first part of the day, now Marsha and I, we hardly even talk in the morning. The first, the first, the first uh, 30, 45 minutes of the morning, we hardly even speak to one another. But what we do here, that's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. We, we kind of just work into our day. But what I do here is uh, her in, in the living room chair with her Bible program playing and the house kind of fills up with the word of God. Just fills up with the scripture as she's going through her Bible reading uh, for everyone in the house to hear the word of the Lord. We don't talk to one another, but we do hear from God. We do hear the word of the Lord. Amen. First John chapter five says, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. His commandments are not something that uh, um, are uh, to restrict you or to hinder you or to keep you from blessing, but they're there uh, for your good and God has established them and you look at the law of the Lord and the more time you spend with God's word, the more grateful heart you will develop. Amen. More of a gratefulness unto the Lord. Another suggestion here, well, I don't know if it's a suggestion, it's right here in the word of the Lord in verse uh, 12, 13, and 14. It says, Lest when thou hast eaten, art full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up. Prosperity is a wonderful thing. It's a blessing from the Lord when God prospers you, but you have to be careful because all of these blessings have a tendency to cause you to be lifted up in pride. To be lifted up in pride. And so stay in the word. Another suggestion is stay humble. Stay humble. Recognize that the word of the Lord is for your good and recognize that you need to be able to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and don't allow pride to take over your life. What damage it does. It was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men into angels. Praise God. I don't know who said that, but I like it. It's the truth. Humility that makes men into angels. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You know, when we recognize the greatness of our God and all the ways that he blesses us and all the ways that he's provided for us, what a shame that we would be filled with pride and think that we're blessed because of some of our own doing. 
It's just not true. We're enjoying the blessing and the bounty of God today. And it's not because of any good thing in us. It's because of the grace of God. The goodness of God. that's being poured out upon us. We don't deserve it. And we need to be reminded of that. Pride will bring you low. There's so many verses, especially in Proverbs, that warn us about the dangers of pride. But pride, a man's pride will bring him low. But honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Humble yourself. Now, the scripture would not command us to humble ourselves if it wasn't possible. Amen. You can humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You can take steps of action to humble yourself and just to recognize, God, you're great and I'm not. You're, you're the provider and I'm dependent upon you. Everything that I have and everything that, that I am blessed with, it's because of your great goodness and mercy that's extended to me. It's nothing to do with my merit or my goodness, Lord. It's all because of you, Lord. So stay humble under the mighty hand of the Lord and recognize that it's all because of the grace of God. Romans 12, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Pride is destructive. Pride is a roadblock to the blessing of God in your life. When you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, then he's the one that does the exalting. Amen. Don't exalt yourself. Don't lift yourself up. Amen. Honor the Lord. Give glory unto the Lord. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in the proper time, he's the one that does the exaltation. He's the one that lifts you up. He's the one that honors you. Let him do the honoring. Let him do the praising of your, your, uh, of your own uh, life and instead of yourself. Amen. So stay in the word. Stay humble before the presence of God. Amen. And look at verse 15. He led thee through that great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents, <coughs> excuse me, and scorpions, and drought, where there is no water, who brought thee forth out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to do thee good. At thy latter end. Sometimes when you go through struggles, and we all do, Marsha and I have had our struggles this year. I lost my mom in the summer. It was pretty devastating. Marsha has had a lot of sickness uh, this year, and of course the gallbladder surgery, and then here I go and have my issues. Uh, and the last few, you know, there's, there's highs, and there's lows, highs and lows. We go through them, don't we? We go through them. Every one of them. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm. You know, we're we're not uh, special in that area. We we've had our struggles, our ups, our downs. And and he said, I brought you through all this to humble thee, 
and to prove thee to do thee good at the latter end. God's got, got your good in mind, no matter what you're up against. Amen. God can work even through your struggles and your, your problems and your sorrow and your sickness. God can work in spite of all of those things and, and he can do something. He can work in you to accomplish something in the latter end. Amen. And you, you can put your trust uh, in the Lord. So I think we need to remember where we've come from and what God has done for us. Amen. In all the wonderful ways. And really at Thanksgiving time, it's a great time to reflect over the past year or even the past years. And just remember all the ways that God has blessed your life. All the ways that he's brought you through. Even your struggles. Even your losses, even your sicknesses and your troubles, God has brought you through. And so you are on the other side of it. Many of you, some of you are even today in the middle of your struggles. But I want you to know that God is at work even in those times. He's got a plan. He'll bring you to the other side. At the latter end, God will bless you and he'll honor your life. Amen. He'll prove thee. To do thee good at the latter end. Amen. No matter what you're facing today, God's plan for you is to do you good at the latter end. Amen. Praise God. I, I don't understand. When I got the news about Brother Greg Deaton this morning, I felt such a heavy, sad loss. Uh, because I know what kind of a man that he was. And I've interacted with him for a lot of years. And uh, uh, I'm just thinking, Lord... This don't seem right. We need guys like him. We desperately need men of integrity and men of compassion and burden. And, and uh, that, uh, I, mean, I mean, he had his hands in so many different ministries and touching the lives of so uh, many people. But I do know this, that God had him in his hand. And that even though this was the end for him, as far as this life is concerned, God's plan was good for him. Amen. God had a plan uh, for, for him. And we just, you know, we just rejoice in the fact that no matter what we face, that God, he is faithful. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we need to remember the goodness of God, the grace of God in our life. Verse 17. Thou say in thine heart, my power and the, and, and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that hath giveth, giveth thee power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Amen. The children of Israel were warned. All this blessing. All of this riches and wealth that you're entering into, remember, there's a purpose for this. I want you to use all this blessing so that you could further my covenant, that it could be established in the earth. And that was to be through uh, the nation of, of Israel. And by, uh, by the way, the nation of Israel, all these years later, even today, they're fighting for the right to claim the promise that was given to their father, Abraham. They're fighting for that very, very promise. 
uh, to, to hold on to that little tiny little strip of land that God says, this is yours. And it's theirs for eternity, according to Deuteronomy chapter 4. It's theirs forever. And so no matter what enemy or foe comes against them, God is going to make sure that they have the fulfillment of that promise. Amen. He is. But they were to remember the fact, don't, and he was just saying to them, don't think that you have gotten all this wealth by your own uh, uh, ability or your own goodness. You have not. All of this is coming to, has come to you so that my covenant could be established. Amen. I think we need to be reminded of that, that God blesses us for a purpose. He blesses us. And I'm not just talking about monetary uh, blessings. All the blessings of the Lord come to us so that his covenant can be established, so that the work of the kingdom of God can be established through our lives. Amen. And God has established it for that very purpose. Amen. May God help us to be thankful no matter what we're going through. Amen. I don't know details of what many of you may be facing here today, but I do know this. It's the will of God that you be thankful. If you're sick, be thankful. If you're going through a trial, be thankful. If you're in, in trouble or sorrow or grief or whatever that you're up against, be thankful unto the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord, for your word today that reminds us, Lord, of all the blessings that have come to us. We're not worthy of it. We don't deserve it, Lord, but we are grateful. We're grateful. I just pray today, Lord, that you would minister, Lord, to everyone in this service today and some that may be having a difficult time worshiping you and praising you because they're up against troubling times or difficult situations. But Lord, I just pray that you would do a work of your Holy Spirit in our hearts today and help us to, to praise you and to thank you even though we are dealing with troubles. Lord, in Jesus' name, make us a thankful people, Lord. Help us to develop a grateful heart to you, to honor you with praise and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Folks, I want you to know that you can thank the Lord no matter what you're going through. Amen. Laying there in that hospital, they kept coming in and poking me with needles. And uh, I mean, I, I thought, I, I don't have any more blood. It's gone. You've taken it all. They just kept coming, kept coming, uh, taking blood. And uh, let me tell you, those, those nurses, they have a tough job. They do. They have a, it's, it's not an easy job. They earn every dollar they make, every dollar that they make. But I tried to express thankfulness to them. Everything that they did, even when they stuck me with another needle, I just say, thank you for what you're doing. Friday when I went to my doctor and a cardiologist at the close of our little meeting there, I know he, he's, he works and he makes plenty of money. I understand that. 
But I thanked him. I thanked him for helping me. And uh, I believe that the Lord can help us to develop a grateful heart. Sometimes it's through our troubles, our sickness, our struggles that we understand how much we need a grateful heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to close the service praying today. And I just want to welcome you to...